0: The Kaleidoscope of Life by Barbara Smith My children know too well that my motto is Variety is the spice of life and they hear me quote it all the time. Life is not one dimensional. It is a series of overlapping events and occurrences which can be both good and bad at the same time. Simple examples of this to illustrate my point could be your baby took its first steps yesterday, and the joy of that momentous occasion lingers for days, weeks, and possibly months, until you have told everyone you know and meet, and rightly so, because you were so proud. However, two days later, your car breaks down, and you are plummeted into despair, because you knew it was on its last leg, but you just did not know when it would give up the ghost. The next day, while you were still worried and wondering, what you're going to do about transportation. Your eldest child comes home stating their name has been put into the running for a full scholarship to the college they were hoping to get into, and your husband gets a call from his boss requesting a meeting regarding the promotion he has applied for. All the while, the laundry is piling up, diapers must be changed, food must be cooked daily, kids must be taken to daycare and school and retrieved at the end of the day, Dishes need to be washed and the groceries bought, etc, etc. This is just a small look into what a typical day, week, or month may look like in any given home. Life does not stop. It is very multi-dimensional. In all of this, you can choose the attitude you will have, which will ultimately determine whether you fail or succeed entirely, what lessons you will learn, and how you will instruct your children, and whether you have joy or anguish through it all. We must not allow Satan to take advantage of us and cause us to falter. He will present things in a skewed way to make us believe there is no hope. You have heard the expression, don't make a mountain out of a molehill. He is the expert in that because he is the master of deceit. He presents things that are delusions or mirages, as it were. The definition of mirage in the Webster's Meridian Dictionary is an optical effect that is sometimes seen at sea in the desert or over a hot pavement that may have been the appearance of a pool of water or a mirror in which distant objects are seen inverted and that is caused by bending or reflection of rays of light by a layer of heated air of varying density. Mirage meaning something that is believed to be true or real, but that is actually false or unreal. Like a delusion, an illusion and hallucination. Yes, if you let him, he will sell you a huge bill of goods for which you could never pay. They are in essence a pack of lies. John 10.10 10 tells us what Satan's goal is for us. The thief cometh not, but for to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. I am come that ye might have life, and that ye might have it more abundantly, Jesus said. The first thing that God spoke into existence in the creation story, in Genesis 1 verses 1 through 3, was light in the beginning god created the heaven and the earth and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of god moved upon the face of the waters and god said let there be light and there was light if you cannot see what is all around you you will walk through life blindly not knowing the pitfalls ahead of you because you cannot see Things may go smoothly, but if they do, it is just by chance because you are not making the decisions based on knowledge. However, on the other side of the equation, when the light shines into your situation in life, you may not like what you see and prefer to live in darkness. This was the case when Jesus came to earth. John 8 verse 12 states, then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. John three, sixteen through nineteen tells us, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. The light reveals what is truly going on around us. The study of optics optometry has been around since the 11th century. In 1263, Roger Bacon made the first mention of a lens that could possibly help a person with bad eyesight. The dictionary definition of optics is the eye or any of the elements such as lenses, mirrors or light guides of an optical instrument or system, an optical instrument. The word comes from the medieval Latin opticus from Greek optikos, meaning to go see akin to the Greek word Opsis meaning appearance and Ops is the eye, a science that deals with the genesis and propagation of light, the changes that it undergoes and produces and other phenomena closely associated with it. It is mentioned in history that Seneca from 4 B.C. to 65 A.D. used a glass globe of water to magnify words he read, over the years, glassblowers would make glass stones put into a single-frame handheld device in Venice in the 13th century to assist people with bad vision. Though the inventor of the first actual spectacle lens is unknown, Salvino dArmate was credited as making the first eyeglasses in the year 1284. Vision plays a significant role in our quality of life and independence. However, vision and understanding must be used in tandem. My mother lived with us for about seven years before she passed away and had suffered with macular degeneration for many years prior to moving in with us. This is a disease that attacks the central vision and causes a blurred spot in the visual field. For instance, if two people were standing side by side, she might could see the right arm of one and the left arm of another. Everything in the middle was blurred or non-existent. If no one spoke or identified themselves in her presence, she would not know who they were, or if there was one or two people in the room with her. However, using her cognizant abilities and context clues, she might could deduce a few things. If two persons had on two different colored shirts, she might realize there were two. If they moved or did something that did not make sense as a one-person activity, She could assume that there were two so on and so forth however when dementia and alzheimer's disease began to set in she insisted that her eyes were worse and that she was literally close to blind though the optometrist stated that the eye disease had already run its course many years before and would not get any worse she eventually did not know what she was seeing because her understanding had gone, not her complete vision. Jesus performed a miracle for a blind man one day, recounted in Mark 8, verses 22 through 25. And he cometh to Bethsaida, and they bring a blind man unto him, and besought him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand, and led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes, and put his hands upon him, he asked him if he saw aught. I see men as trees, walking. After that he put his hands again upon his eyes and made him look up, and he was restored and saw every man clearly. The man saw something, but he had no clue what he was seeing until Jesus touched his mind also. In the year 1595, Zakaria Jensen invented the first microscope, which was later perfected by Galileo Galilei who was a mathematician, physicist, and an astronomer in 1609. This comes from the Latin word microscopium, small scope. The dictionary tells us it is an optical instrument consisting of a lens or combination of lenses for making enlarged images of minute objects. Another singular lens viewer, the telescope, was invented in 1608 by Hans Lipperhey, a spectacle maker living in Middlebury, Netherlands, also perfected the following year by Galileo. The definition of the telescope is a usually tubular optical instrument for viewing distant objects by means of the refraction of light rays through a lens or the reflection of light rays by a concave mirror. Two single lensed instruments, one to see things that are too small for the eye to see up close and one to see things that are too small for the eye to see from a distance. Matthew six twenty-two through 23 states, The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness! Luke also made mention of this same teaching of Jesus in Luke 11.34. The scripture is filled with admonition to us to stay in one accord, continue with singleness of heart, and to be like-minded in Christ Jesus. Hans Lipperhey also produced the concept of the binoculars in seeking to get a crisper image using both eyes to see one thing. The definition of binocular is an optical instrument handheld, composed of two telescopes and a focusing device, and usually having prisms to increase magnifying ability. This was a new concept and allowed you to adjust the lenses to make both eyes see and focus in on the same thing with precision at a distance. This is what a person with good or 20-20 vision does automatically and without conscious thought. A stereoscope was invented in 1832 by Charles Wheatstone in the use of photography with the concept of using stereo or two pictures. The definition of stereoscope is an optical instrument with two eyepieces for helping the observer to combine the images of two pictures taken from points of view a little ways apart and thus to get the effect of solidity or depth. This device was later improved upon by Sir David Brewster. Who was Sir David Brewster, one might ask? He was a Scottish scientist, inventor, author, and academic administrator, and became known in science for his study and discoveries in optics, beginning his own college career at the age of 13. His improvement to the stereoscope, which he called the lenticular stereoscope, became the first 3D viewing device. He was spoken of as the father of modern experimental optics. He discovered many things regarding angles and the refraction of light and invented many things including the kaleidoscope in 1816. You may remember this as a dime store toy that you played with as a kid. However, Brewster's original idea was very sophisticated and elaborate. The definition of kaleidoscope is an instrument containing loose bits of colored materials such as glass or plastic, put between two flat plates and two plain mirrors, so placed that changes of position of the bits of materials are reflected in an endless variety of patterns. The name is derived from the Greek words kalos meaning beautiful, edos meaning form, and scopane meaning to view so you could say the translation of the name is beautiful form watcher Brewster noticed, one day, as he was polishing two pieces of copper lenses, that the mirror effect made a pattern, then, if held at an angle, the light reflected off one another, created an even more elaborate picture, yet of nothing found in nature, he thought. He formed a tube-like device, inserting different sized mirrors, added bits and pieces of items like stones, glass, or beads in differing colors which when turned or shaken would produce hundreds of random images at varying points. He then mounted it on pedestals for viewing convenience. However, because of the sensation of color it caused in an otherwise drab world at the turn of the century, Brewster missed his chance for the patent or at least the financial gain from his invention. They were being mass-produced immediately even before he could get to the courthouse to file it. There was no light, electricity, or vibrant color in the world of steam engines, coal, dirt, soot, and mud that the people were surrounded by, so they gravitated to this new phenomenon, and it became a must-have item, a modern marvel that eventually spread around the world. It became a staple in homes and on tea-room tables for adults and children alike. There have been those who have studied and documented the healing powers of the kaleidoscope. Dr. Hiroto Ochi from Hyoga Prefecture, Japan was one who discovered this. He had an extraordinary positive outlook on life and wanted to contribute to the health of others. He studied agricultural biochemistry and not only achieved his PhD, but also founded the Nikken Food Company in an endeavor to provide good healthy foods. He began his life's work of studying anti-aging as the director of the Institute of Age Control in Fukuryo City, Japan. This is where he discovered that the kaleidoscope could considerably lower stress levels, refresh the soul, relax the body, revitalize the spirit, and bring healing. It was a response of the brain to viewing the beautiful images. It seemed to bring peace. Looking into the kaleidoscope caused a positive chemical reaction. It reduces the level of cortisol and relieves dopamine, serotonin, and oxytocin, which are positive chemicals. As well, meaning as he was, others have taken things to levels that are not meant to be. Genesis eleven one through 9 tells us a story, And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech, and it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there, and they said one to another, Go to, let us make brick, and burn them thoroughly, and they had brick for stone, and slime had they for mortar. And they said, Go to, let us build us a city and a tower, whose top may reach unto heaven, and let us make a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language. And this they begin to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Go to, let us go down, and there confound their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of the earth, and they left off to build the city. Therefore is the name of it called Babel, because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth. And from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of all the earth. Though mankind can do all they want to do, and all they set their minds to do, does not mean that they should. God had told them to be fruitful and replenish the earth, and they were in direct disobedience. We are still the creation and subject to our Creator. Showing how others are going into realms they should not in this new age of holistic healing, Dr. Joe Dispenza takes this concept even further and advocates the use of the kaleidoscope in a form of meditation to break free from consciousness to subconsciousness. He also states it can be used in hypnosis. This can be done because the mind bypasses known and stored images into things unfamiliar and without prediction or repetition, such as the kaleidoscope images. People like Dr. Joe Dispenza and his wife Roberta Brittingham in the same field say rightly Participating in meditation may come with a certain level of risk and each person's body response to these various activities cannot be predicted. Roberta also stated, creating alpha and even theta brain wave states, with your eyes open while watching the kaleidoscope and intentionally exposing ourselves to information relevant to our life's dreams and goals we can then reprogram ourselves into supernatural states rather than unconscious states that we experience daily. Does this vaguely remind you of the hippie age where people were on hallucinogenic drugs and always on a trip? However this was always accompanied with fear and hypochondria We are not God, we are not gods, we are not demigods, that we should think we can be supernatural. The only supernatural power we have is through the power of the Holy Ghost, God Himself, and this is as He would allow. To try to go to places of complete nothingness is not God's will, and in doing so, we make ourselves vulnerable to evil spirits. Paul admonishes us in 1 Corinthians 6.12, All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Is meditation spoken of in the scripture? Yes, but in a totally opposite way and wholesome and godly context. Our minds should never be empty, but be filled with His Word. Joshua 1 verse 8 tells us, This book of the law shall not depart out of my mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. David knew what it was to meditate, pray, think, and play his instruments unto the Lord for days on end, when he was alone in the fields with his sheep. He states in Psalms 49 verse 3, my mouth shall speak of wisdom, and the meditation of my heart shall be of understanding. Psalm O oh, how I love thy law! It is my meditation all the day. Psalm 119.99, I have more understanding than all my teachers, for thy testimonies are my meditation. Paul writes to Timothy regarding conduct of young ministers and says in 1 Timothy 4 verses 12 through 16, Let no man despise his youth, but be thou an example of the believers, in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity, till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is within thee, which was given thee by prophecy with the laying on of hands of the presbytery. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them. For in so doing thou shalt save thyself and them that hear thee. Paul also admonished the saints at Philippi in Philippians 4 verse 8. Finally brethren whatsoever things are true whatsoever things are honest whatsoever things are just whatsoever things are pure whatsoever things are lovely whatsoever things are of a good report if there be any virtue if there be any praise think on these things we should meditate but with a mind filled with his law and with understanding When you fill your mind with His Word, the things of this world will diminish. We can clearly see that humankind has had an interest in the study of optics with these inventions of the eyeglasses, telescopes, microscopes, binoculars, stereoscopes, and kaleidoscopes only to reiterate the few we have looked at in this brief article. I am sure that over two hundred years ago Sir David Brewster, who died in 1868 at the age of 86 years old, did not know the lengths to which people would take his invention. He would have probably been very fascinated with the advent of moving pictures that show off the colors and shapes so beautifully that he could only crudely imagine back in his day. However, in closing, let us meditate on this thought. We know that Brewster drew up the blueprints and had an object manufactured that became incredibly famous. But where did the idea for the kaleidoscope really come from? Who created color? Who created shapes and angles? Here is a quick exercise for you to help you find the answer. Wherever you are, look at an object steadily for a few seconds, then close your eyes, squeeze them shut, and rub them. Then stop rubbing and just sit there quietly with your eyes closed. What do you see? Or with your eyes closed, do it short and quick rubs on your eyelids. What do you see? This is the original kaleidoscope. James 1 verse 17 tells us, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Our eyes bring light to the body, soul, and mind, and they are constantly refracting, reflecting, and absorbing what God has given us to enjoy, life and that more abundantly, even with its chaotic moments. Contrary to the belief of the overly educated, the kaleidoscope is the epitome of, and the accumulation of, nature in a tube. God was in the beginning and is the only one who has created ex nihilo, meaning to fashion something out of nothing. There is nothing under the sun that man can make that God has not already created. Have you ever seen a rainbow, a puddle of water in the sunlight, or a child blowing bubbles in the summertime? How about fireflies in the backyard in the cool of the evening? They are like little magical lights all around you that nature is providing. Unfortunately, proponents of meditation and hypnosis are greatly mistaken when they say you can bypass consciousness to nothingness because everything that is, God has given us including all that we see, hear, feel, smell, and think. The world He gave us is our kaleidoscope, though everyone's design and images may be slightly different. The fact that there is such variety provided for us to enjoy just makes life even that much more spectacular. The light of God is the must-have kaleidoscope for every home. Now that is a trip worth taking.